The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Seriously, I'm upset at CNN. I'm upset at CNN. The President of the United States is speaking to the Faith and Freedom Coalition, and I guess it's not important enough for you to cover it. I guess it's it's just not something you want people to see. I, I I'm so embarrassed. I really I really think this was a gigantic mistake, CNN. And as MSNBC has decided, they are going to go on full exposed agenda. They are going to drop the radical pose to achieve the radical means, meaning they're going on full Trump hate watch. Evidenced by Mika Brzezinski's meltdown this morning, which maybe we should replay for you. You are trying to pretend to be a news organization, CNN. You're trying to uh, look like you're being a news organization with your live coverage from inside the James Comey testimony and your gigantic panel where you'll have one left, one right, one left, one right, one left, one right, and Anderson Cooper in the middle. But the fact that you are overanalyzing this, you are, you are and avoiding Donald Trump. There are nine people on CNN telling you the story of one man answering questions for a few hours. Meanwhile, the president of the United States of America was speaking to one of the largest voting blocks, one of the voting blocks that turned the election to the Republicans. And you totally avoided it. You put it, oh, it's on our Facebook page. It's so stupid. It's such, it's such naked partisanship. Next hour, we are going to be visited with a friend who's been on the show before, a media analyst who's going to talk with us uh, at, at length to give us more of what happened this morning, more of the analysis of what happened. I I just think it's a gigantic waste of time. And one of Donald Trump's statements to the Faith and Freedom Coalition really crystallized it for me. He said, you know, the the Democrats, who he talked about the fact that they're stopping him from doing even the simplest appointments. 
And by holding up some of these appointments to positions that are open, it gives the left-leaning media the right to say, well, Donald Trump can't even appoint people. He can't even fill his, the jobs he has open. Well, my first reaction would, would that, to that would be, good, he believes in small government. You got too damn many people working in D.C. anyway. You need a few less working or not working. And then the, the other end of it is that, it, that you're the ones causing the problem because you are obstructing. So Trump said to the Faith and Freedom Coalition just about 30 minutes ago, they say resist. They really should say obstruct. And he's right. He's 100% right. But Donald Trump and I break on many topics. We are not in sync on many things. But on, on small government, he's right. On the way the Democrats are obstructing him, he's absolutely right. 100% right. So I'm going to ride with him on that one. I've said that CNN should also be ashamed of itself because they cannot seem to find time to cut any of the video from Marco Rubio, who I believe is probably one of the one of the better guys when it comes to being honest and open about what happened today and in the testimony of James Comey. And so we went in and found the Rubio and just one of the topics that he was curious about was why the the Russians didn't leak any stuff about Trump and why were there no pro Trump leaks that came out from Russia. The president has asked three things of you. He asked for your loyalty, and you said you would be loyally honest. Honestly loyal. Honestly loyal. Um, the, the, he asked you on one occasion to let the Mike Flynn thing go because he was a good guy. By the way, you're aware that he said the exact same thing in the press the next day. He's a good guy. He's been treated unfairly, et cetera, et cetera. So I imagine your FBI agents read that. I'm sure they did. The, your, the president's wishes were known to them, certainly by the next day when he had a press conference with the prime minister. But going back, the three requests were, number one, be loyal. Number two, um, let the Mike Flynn thing go. He's a good guy. He's been treated unfairly. And number three, can you please tell the American people what these leaders in Congress already know, what you already know, what you've told me three times, that I'm not under pers personally under investigation? Those are the three things he asked. Yes, sir. You know, this investigation is full of leaks left and right. I mean, we've learned more from the newspapers sometimes than we do from our open hearings, for sure. Um, you ever wonder why, of all the things in this investigation, the only thing that's never been leaked is the fact that the president was not personally under investigation, despite the fact that both Democrats and Republicans and the leadership of Congress knew that and have known that for weeks? I don't know. I find matters that are briefed to the Gang of Eight uh, are pretty tightly held, in my experience. I don't know. I don't know. It's just amazing. It's amazing what this guy doesn't know after he was in charge. I don't know. Just, just amazing to me. And if you knew there were link, leaks coming out of your office, why? Why wouldn't you have pressured the office staff to make sure you stopped the leaks? Why? It doesn't make any sense. And if it doesn't make any sense, according to Judge Judy, guess what? It's not true. CNN's reporting that uh, James Comey has called Donald Trump a liar five times today. Really? The White House has responded saying the president is not a liar. 
I would hope they would say that. About the recordings, Joe Manchin, the guy who currently has a D after his name and is fighting for his future because he's up for re-election in 2018, Joe Manchin is one of the 20-plus Democratic senators who has to face re-election and could be in trouble, especially because he is in a red state, a state that went for Trump in West Virginia. Manchin asked about the tapes. Do you believe there were any tapes uh, or recordings of your conversations with the president? It never occurred to me till the president's tweet. I'm, I'm not being facetious. I hope there are, and I'll consent to the release of... So both of, you, both of you are in the same findings here. You both hope there's tapes and recordings. Well, I'm the, I, all I can do is hope. Uh, the, the president surely knows whether he taped me, and if he did, uh, my feelings aren't hurt. Release the entire, release all the tapes. I'm gotcha. good with it. Gotcha. I hope so. God, I hope there are tapes. I hope there are tapes because we, we'd be then able to hear them. Now, here's something that came up today that I found to be really interesting. And I want you to listen to it and make the decision yourself. And by the way, the phones are open. Jeff's on the phones. Uh, 888-900-3393, 888 What do you make of this? What do you make of this statement from Jim Comey? And finally, did you show copies of your memos to anyone outside of the Department of Justice? Yes. And to whom did you show copies? I asked, um, President tweeted on Friday after I got fired that I better hope there's not tapes. I woke up in the middle of the night on Monday night because it didn't dawn on me originally that there might be corroboration for our conversation. There might be a tape. And my judgment was I needed to get that out into the public square. And so I asked a friend of mine to share the content of the memo with a reporter. Didn't do it myself for a variety of reasons, but I asked him to because I thought that might prompt the appointment of a special counsel. And so I asked a close friend of mine to do it. And was that Mr. Wittes? No, uh, no. Who was that? A good friend of mine who's a professor at Columbia Law School. Thank you. So nobody jumped on this and said, hang on. We haven't seen the memos, but you showed them to a guy at Columbia Law School and said, hey, would you mind leaking this? We can't see the memos, but you can show it to a guy who's a friend who you won't name, who's a professor at Columbia Law School. Does this make any stinking sense at all? Does anybody else have a problem with this? I'm sorry, I do. This this takes the, the any credibility Comey would have had left and, and says, no, no, sir. You don't show the copies of the memos, which you're not allowing us to see, and leaking the content to the members of the press. Seriously. Why isn't that headline screaming? Why isn't that out there? I just, I just think this elevation of Jim Comey to the ultimate, ultimate lawman and, and giving him no heat for, obviously, the deficiencies in his work and, and things like he just exhibited to us, that it's, it's unconscionable. It's unconscionable. And it goes back to the fact that his opening statement yesterday, I go back to this over and over again, 
His opening statement, which was released last night, yesterday afternoon, the whole world knew about it. We all saw the seven pages. And Comey confirming in that opening statement that he did, in fact, tell Donald Trump three times, just as the president told us. He even confirmed the same date pattern of that, of that information. Three times he told the president he was not under investigation by the FBI. I gather from all this that you're willing to say now that while you were director, the president of the United States was not under investigation. Is that a fair statement? That's correct. All right. So that's a fact that we can rely on at this Yes, sir. Point. Okay. Yeah, that's a fact. And I told the president that three times. Why can't we see the memos? Why can't we? I, I'm, I'm stunned. I'm absolutely stunned. And because I'm stunned, I'm going to take a break. When we come back, I'm trying going to spin the wheel of stories and maybe come up with something a little more distracting, although I'm kind of caught up with this. So maybe we'll stick with it. Maybe we'll drift over into uh, Wonder Woman land because somebody sent me something about Wonder Woman. Now Dana is bugging me. I was on the show with Dana Lash last night and with Doc Thompson, Brandon Morse, and we had a great time. Uh, but now Dana's bugging me because I'm the only one in the building, I guess, who has not seen uh, Wonder Woman. A little busy, a little busy doing, you know, some radio, my show and Glenn's show. It might be a little busy. But uh, there's something about some tweets about Wonder Woman that I apparently have to see. And uh, we'll, we'll try and get into some distractions as well as more of the news when Pure Opelka returns. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. I got to temper some of my anger and frustration at the way this media is covering this Comey hearing with some stupid news. And it seems like if you want to really find dumb criminals, look for the people trying to break into ATMs. Over the weekend, there was a story I did not get to on Monday, but some guy was trying to use a... uh, a torch, you know, a welding tool to cut the ATM out of the frame that it was in. He thought he was going to cut it loose, then open it up and uh, take all the money. Because, you know, they can have 20, 30, 40 grand inside. It's like a little miniature vault. He eventually did cut it through, but he didn't think it through. All the money that was inside the ATM caught fire and burned up while he was cutting the metal around the thing. What a dope. 
Uh, we also don't have to look too far from my neck of the woods uh, up in, in Delaware, just around the corner, about 60 miles away in uh, Maryland, in Prince George's County, not far away at all. A police are looking for a guy who stole a backhoe and drove it five miles to use it to attempt to take an ATM out of a wall. <laughs> stole a backhoe. Drove it five miles and then tried to use it to break through and and get through and open up the ATM. He eventually gave up and ran away or drove away. Uh, They they said he, he was unsuccessful, but he caused thousands in damage to the machine. You know, because they're big things. Uh, They believe this is the same guy behind an ATM theft two years ago. In that case, uh, the guy, the suspect, and two others broke into a tobacco shop in the same area where they stole money and the ATM. So they think they've got some sort of ATM burglars out there. It's just such a a silly thing. I guess if you want to be a bank robber and you don't want to have the human component in it, the risk in it, that, that stealing the ATM or cracking into an ATM is probably about the smartest thing you can do. In, um, in non-theft news, there's a story about uh, a person who bought a diamond ring at one of these sales in England that they call car boot sales. I guess it's kind of like people pull into a parking lot and um, the, the folks uh, open up the trunks of their cars, which is a boot in England, and they sell stuff out of the trunks of their cars. Well, somebody saw this ring on sale in one of these car boot gatherings and assumed it was costume jewelry. It had a price tag of 10 pounds on it, which is about $13. Uh, That $13 almost costume jewelry turned out to be a 26-carat diamond ring. A 26-carat diamond ring. Do you want to guess? Do you want to guess what it sold for? It sold at auction um, more than double its estimated value. Sotheby's Fine Jewelers had an auction in London last night. And this 26-carat ring, which was bought for $13, went under the hammer yesterday. And the final sale price was $847,000. So now now the people actually bought it in the 80s. So it's been around for 30 years. They bought it in the 80s, but they always thought it looked real. And you know how you buy a a piece of costume jewelry or that fake Rolex and you go, it looks pretty good, doesn't it? It looks all right. I get away with this, right? And then they started realizing, well, maybe... Maybe it's, it's not fake. And they took it to a local jeweler who said, yeah, that is a cushion-shaped diamond from the 19th century. And uh, Sotheby's thought, oh, we'll get, about, we'll get about $400,000 for this, which is a good enough prize after you paid $13 for it. No, it sold for $847,667. <laughs> Oh, and you were all thinking, how come that never happens to me? 
You just got to keep looking. And in terms of Wonder Woman, I still haven't seen it. I was thinking maybe I could see it today, but it just got a note from the the folks over at the uh, at the Bush Center over on SMU campus, George W. Bush's um, place. I'm still trying to get him. They told me he's too busy right now, but I'm still trying to get just 10 minutes with him. But I'm headed over there to look at the paintings he did of the 90, 95 or 98 wounded warriors and see if we can pick up some stuff for that. Maybe we'll use it for uh, Easter egg giveaways on the weekends. But I have to check that out. But these, uh, these tweets are very funny. Some of the tweets, things like, Dear Lord, please bless the 10-year-old boy sitting next to me in Wonder Woman who whispered, Diana, no, as she put herself in danger. Oh, I have to check this. Uh, Jenny Jaffe tweeted, I buy that Wonder Woman can stop bullets and fly, but nobody can walk through fog and maintain their blowout. (laughs) She shows her hair. It's, It's all about hair and shoes and jewelry, isn't it, ladies? Hair and shoes and jewelry. And the sooner the men realize that, the better we'll all get along. I'm just saying, guys. I'm just saying. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. One of the interesting things going on whenever these uh, networks do what they've done today, and it's, it's all Comey all the time on CNN and MSNBC and, and not so much on Fox. They're actually paying attention to some of the other parts of the world is um, CNN's out of its normal element. They're not in their usual studios. Uh, for example, Wolf Blitzer is actually outside. And whenever you take a camera outside, there are jack wagons who are attracted like moths to a flame. And uh, there are also opportunists. There are people who will get there and hold up signs and mouth things. It's the Today Show theory. You know, when they go outside on the Today Show, uh, you always see different groups of people hanging out and running around and, and making dumb faces or signs. And NBC got smart. They started printing up signs that they gave to people uh, with the message they wanted to get out to avoid some of the jack wagons. And just now on, on CNN, as uh, Wolfie was out outside of um, the uh, Capitol Hill, there was a guy holding up a sign advertising a tour group. And he kept creeping into the shot. They initially had him kind of half cropped out, but as... As Wolf kept talking, the guy kept slowly creeping in and getting his giant sign shown on network TV. I have to salute you, sir. I have to salute you for planning and bringing not only your sign, but bringing a pole so you could hoist it above everybody else. Uh, Looking at some weird news as as we wind through today. At the top of the next hour, we're going to get into uh, the analysis of, of what was said today. 
And we're also waiting as Donald Trump's lawyer is expected to respond to the Comey testimony. That's coming up just around the corner. So we'll give you an update on that as well. Um, Looking at some of the strange news from around the country. Can you imagine, and I, I caught, this story caught my eye because I flew into Dallas and I have to fly out tomorrow. Can you imagine your, your flight having a problem because the plane hit an alligator? I know. I know. You're thinking of all the things. You know, I'm, I saw the movie, the, the Sully movie, where Tom Hanks played uh, Sully Sullenberger and the, the thing about the geese. And I actually thought that that movie, how could they make a two-hour movie about a flight that lasted about two and a half minutes? But they did, and it was a good movie. But this, in this case, in Orlando, Florida, an airport that regularly has my brother flying in and out of it, an 11-foot alligator was making its way across the runway. It didn't make it. It died on June 1st as this plane was landing, and the pilot claims the alligator jumped up as the plane was flying over and was actually struck by the wing of the plane. This was at a private airport, or executive airport as they're called, but the pilot hit an 11-foot alligator crossing the runway. They were, um, they were told that the pilot was flying a Navajo, not exactly a gigantic plane. The gator jumped up in the air and struck the wing of the plane during his landing. The gator was killed instantly, and the airport actually sustained damage to the wind. The picture is ridiculous. I will, I will tweet it out. Thankfully, the pilot was okay. And the photo, the photo seems to be going everywhere. But uh, sometimes Florida is just, is just the, the magnet for crazy stories. Uh, there, there's also a, um, a little panic that was happening when uh, a toy that was brought at uh, a restaurant. You know the vending machines when you walk out of like a Chuck E. Cheese, they have the vending machines. And all these vending machines had these little capsules inside. They thought they were balloons inside, but when the kid bought it and said, Mom, can you open this up? She opened it up and all this powder came out. And the police said, hold on a second, this is weird. The powder tested positive for cocaine. So was somebody doing a little scam where they were going to put cocaine in balloons and and try and get people to, is this how they were going to move it surreptitiously through kids' toys at a a small restaurant like a Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, 17 other toys containing balloons in the same machine had powder. It turns out the police department on this case had a false positive on the cocaine, so there was no cocaine in the balloons. So they issued a red-faced apology that the substance, which resembled talcum powder or baking soda, but guess what? It was not cocaine. It did not pose a risk to anybody. So everybody can calm down just a little bit. And the weasel of the week, the weasel of the week has to be the guy in Colorado. You just hope there's a special place in hell for this guy. Investigators are actually looking at video from from a trail 
in Genesee Park, Colorado. It's a place that has a lot of outdoor activities, a lot of hiking, etc. And in order to allow people who don't have vision, blind people, to appreciate the great outdoors, at least the hiking end of it, they put up Braille signs, 37 Braille signs along the trail, the Beaver Brook Trail. It costs the sheriff's and the county about $18,000 to do it. And some idiot went all over the trail and stole every single sign. 37 Braille signs. What are you doing? Why? I'm, I'm sorry, sir. You are the jack wagon of the week. I have to declare you that. And finally, out of the weird news today, because this one just... I, I have to cover this because it's, it's my hometown. And it's rare that I, I get the opportunity to talk about a story out of Chicago that doesn't involve the latest murder numbers and the gunfire numbers, although I should report those anyway. But Chicago, over the last two months, has experienced a bunch of sightings Are you guys ready for this? A seven-foot winged flying humanoid flying over Chicago. Witnesses have come forward saying this seven-foot-tall bat-like human in the Lincoln Park neighborhood, which is on the near north side, was, was flying. There apparently have been 15 sightings of the, quote, flying humanoid in the area, and maps of Chicago have put out uh, the locations where they've seen it. Large humanoid bat, large humanoid bat, large bat-like creature, flying humanoid bat creature, everywhere in Chicago. Now, they're calling it Mothman because it bears a striking resemblance, according to the witnesses, to the Mothman of Point Pleasant, which I didn't know there was a Mothman of Point Pleasant. Did you? There are people that say uh, it's, it's bat-like in its appearance, and there are others that argue, oh, it's probably just a really big owl. I'm sorry, I've never seen an owl that's seven feet tall or with a wingspan of seven feet. Uh, I, don't, I don't like this idea. Not at all. So the, the people at MysteriousUniverse.org who have looked into this say that Lon Strickler, an expert in the field of cryptids, and the founder of Phantoms and Monsters, a website, has been called in on this. And he's been thoroughly investi- investigating each one of the sightings. In an interview with Mysterious Universe, Strickler pointed out two of the sightings on his website that he states are the most compelling. The most recent one, which happened on June 3rd, around 10 p.m., The couple, of course, wants to remain anonymous. They just finished a late dinner out for a walk, and they saw the strange being, a seven- to eight-foot solid black humanoid with wide membrane wings that resembled those of a huge bat. Its wingspan, at least 12 feet. The head was prominent, thinner than a human head. The back end of the body tapered to a point. No legs were noticed, but they could have been tucked under the body. The figure was gliding quickly along the Length of the street, heading east, then suddenly ascended into the night sky. Neither of the witnesses heard any sound. 
both told Mr. Strickler that they had a sense of foreboding and were still terrified almost an hour after the encounter. Now, I'm telling you, as, as someone who visited the waterfronts in Chicago in my unsupervised years, we saw many things along the beach. We saw many things happen along the beach. But I've never seen a 12-foot wingspan, 8-foot tall, mothman-like creature flying around Chicago. You know what? If I want you guys to see what this looks like because they actually brought in a sketch person. So I'm going to, I'll tweet out a link to the story. You can see what the Mothman looks like. Uh, it looks like something I would have drawn, actually. There's something Jeffy would have drawn. So maybe he has. Again, I was just stepping away from some of the crazy stories coming out of Washington to give you even crazier stories. When we get back, we'll get back to the latest out of the politics next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. It is uh, Comey Day. Comey Fefe 2017. You have to, you have to just sit back and take it all in. And uh, there, there are some other things we have to address as well. There's a story that I want to get to. Um, and may be able to get to it this hour, although we're running short on time. I, I might have to get to the story about Barack Obama's speech, a speech where he was paid a lot of money uh, and, and you know, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, a whole ton of money. Remember the guy who said at some point you, you've made enough money, haven't you? At some point you've made enough money. And he is now with his gigantic book bonus. What is it? The, uh, the signing bonus is like 30, somewhere between 30 and $60 million. And now he's out giving speeches for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And um, the speech he, he reportedly gave yesterday um, and received all of these hundreds of thousands of dollars for less than an hour of speaking. I, I believe, I believe one of the topics, well, let's see it to, just to give you an idea. Do you make $7,700 a month? Do you make seven, $7,700 a month? Just do the math on that. If you're making about a hundred grand a year, that's, that's about $7,700 a month. Well, it, takes Barack Obama when he's speechifying. It takes him one minute to make $7,700. $7,700. So as Barack Obama is giving a speech and guess where he gave it? No, he didn't give it in America because then it would be too easy for us to cover it and go, uh, Mr. President, this was at the Chamber of Commerce in Montreal, Canada. 
And the president, the guy who made $400,000 reportedly, that's $7,700 a minute, talked about what we must do to fix the world. Because he knows now that he's not in charge of America, he knows what, what we should do to fix the world. He's got that covered. So Obama gave some veiled shots to Donald Trump talking about the, re- the recipe for more cynicism and more polarization and less trust in our institutions and less trust in each other. Uh, but he talked about the need to combat income inequality, that a concentration of wealth fans fears that government exists solely to benefit the powerful. Let's think about that. Barack Obama making $7,700 a minute was telling people that we must do more to combat income inequality. Hmm. Seven, so you're making $7,700 a minute and you really, you really think something should be done to make sure that somebody else isn't making a whole lot of money while somebody else is making a very little amount of money. But how much were you making? for your speech. I'm just saying, Mr. President, you're full of soup. You really are. Stepping aside, when we get back, uh, we're going to talk to a friend of ours who wants to analyze what's gone on so far in the questioning of James Comey. I was corrected saying I was being rude to Mr. Comey, calling him Jim I thought I'd heard people call him Jim before, but I'll call him James just so I won't be a jack wagon myself. After the break, we'll break down where we are so far in the questioning of Jim Comey by the Senate Intelligence Committee. Ironically named, aren't they? We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Michael Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.